Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Business Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have with us Robert. Hello, Robert. Hello, John. How are you? Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time out to uh, do this for us. No problem at all. That's no problem. It's, good. it's great to be here. Most of it. Thank you for having me on. Oh, pleasure. So tell us about your business. Um, so I start Boosted to Media. Um, started out life just literally as an idea um, on the back of a, a fag packet, if you will. I've always had an interest in website designs and building websites. Um, I started out when I was in my university dorm room um, all the way back in 2006, um, just creating basic websites for business around um, I suppose around the way I was at the time, which is Birmingham. Um, and over time, just built up my experience, built up my skill set. Um, then the recession hits, and like most people, what you normally do when a recession hits, you don't quit university, you don't do anything, you stay where you are, and you go through the process. Um, I actually quit university um, and went and started a business. Um, unfortunately, uh, quickly realised that end of recession, it helps if you've got customers that are coming to you. And end of recession, unfortunately, that isn't all. Okay, so um, unfortunately, my first business um, failed, and I uh, had a bit of a hard-hitting sort of learning curve from that. Um, and then, sort of uh, over the next sort of few years, I um, went to work for agencies across the southwest. Finally, in 2015, I thought, right, let's go in again, try again. And uh, since then, I set up what was then called Edu Digital, um, but then rebranded to Boost Digital Media. Um, which is where we are today. And uh, sort of five years on, we've got a, a studio. We have uh, myself and two members of uh, staff, one being freelancer, the other one here part-time with me during uh, the coronavirus. Um, and together we've worked together to build quite a nice portfolio of clients. We've built up a nice, um, hopefully a good reputation. I like to think a good reputation. Um, people say they say nice things about me. I'm hoping that's true. Um, so that's literally where we are today. We've now got a good portfolio of 30 clients under our belts and we've built up quite a nice regular business. Excellent. And one of the things is that often as a business owner, you can actually go through several failed businesses before you find something to hit your stride. And that's so correct, thanks yeah. for sharing that. Cause I think it's sometimes we kind of feel like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't talk about that, but it's actually part of the journey. <laughs> it, it is unfortunately, it's not a, um, a, a part I like to sort of um, go into detail with. It's one of those things. It's my first business. I was fresh at university. Uh, and I think when you're fresh at university, there's this um, almost a, a thought, a thinking process, at least for me, there was that I knew everything and quickly realized actually the real world doesn't work like it does in education. Um, you, you are, you are you you have to go out there you have to meet people you have to have conversations and they have to be about conversations about them not necessarily about you which is always which is what i found a bit difficult at the starting point yes absolutely so websites have really take on uh, such an importance to any business these days so yes, what are some are. of the yeah. key things that websites need to have do you think I think fundamentally, um, all websites need to be mobile friendly. Um, and if they're, if they're not mobile friendly, they're not responding to a smartphone, then you're losing around 40 to 50% of the audience, if not more. Um, most online transactions today, we do online. Um, so your, your mobile phone, you buy something through Amazon, you buy something through an app, or you buy something through the website. We're not firing up our desktops anymore. 
um, we're sitting on the sofa, and we've got the, either the wife's got the soaps, or the husband's got the soaps, so not to be stereotypical, um, and they're sat there with our phones, and we're buying what we want, or, or we're looking at a website, um, and that's literally, I think, one of the most fundamental things is getting your site mobile friendly, um, that's the most important thing, I would say, definitely. Right, so that's, I think if you build a new site, that's standard now, but if you've got an old site, that can yes. be quite a lot of work. It it can be. I mean, when you um, if you've got a, a WordPress website, typically, and um, which is what we we deal with, um, you can put in a plugin to make it responsive. Now that only goes so far. It will do ninety eight percent of what you want it to do, but the other parts you'll have to hop in there and, and lift up the bonnet. If you think of a typical sort of car, lift up the bonnet, have a look under there, and see what it's doing, and really get into the actual code and the fun stuff, um, and get it to be responsive uh, even further. Now. Though we're talking about websites, there's, um, I think it, it falls into a bigger strategy of a company. So where do you see that falling within? It's important. Yes. How would you start to have an aligned strategy so the website becomes much more a bigger part of what you do? I think really the, especially with today in the coronavirus, the web, your website has to be more than just a marketing tool. One time of day, you could just simply put your website up because it was cool, it was trendy, your competitors have one. Now they need to be important pieces of your marketing plan, the whole marketing strategy. So if you've got a website online, that is your direct channel with which clients visit. It's where they'll first go to find information about you. Um, for instance, if, you've, if you're looking for let's say a plumber in your local area you'll, you'll typically type into google plumbers location and a load of websites will come up and you'll normally click the first result and it will pop their lovely website and in there there'll be plenty of information details that kind of thing but your overall objective is to find out can i do the job how much is it going to cost you and where can i find out more and if that information isn't actually available you will move on to the next website so ensuring that you have a clear call to action as soon as one hits that front page or hits that landing page is vital. Um, so what I would say is to anyone who's uh, online, make sure your website has a clear and straightforward call to action so that when they hit that page, they're knowing what, what you do, how much it's going to cost if you want to divulge your pricing, um, and a simple click here to contact us to find out more information. Okay. I know for myself that if I go to a website and they don't show the price, I'll go to another website to find the price. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I mean, we also live in a world whereby you have um, not everyone's at the point whereby they want to buy. Um, and for enough, a couple of um, weeks ago, I did something very similar to uh, I did a live presentation online about this. And it was simply that not everyone when they go on is ready to buy. Some are researching, some are comparing. And then you have those who are, yes, I've done my research. I've done the comparison. Now I'm ready to buy that product or go for that service. Um, but around between 40 and 80 percent of people are not yet ready to buy. They're just researching, they're comparing one business against another business, and they're deciding, who do I trust? Who do I like? Do I like this product? Do I like that service? What makes this company important to me before they're going, that's where I'm going to go. All right, excellent. So that kind of feeds into something I learned, which is the most visited page on your website is normally your homepage. And then the mm, second most yeah. visited is the About Us page. Um. Actually, the, the front page, although you are right in some sense that, yes, that is sometimes the most visited, visited part of the website, but also in terms of traffic, not all your traffic goes to your front page. So no. traffic will come to you via a blog post, traffic will come to you via a landing page. Um, if you've created an email campaign, they'll go to the landing page, but they may not click home. So um, really, 
the yes, you're right. Um, but then the next second visit page, again, as you say, is the about us page. But equally, people like to research further into a company. They like to know what's your recent news, who have you recently worked with, have you got any testimonials, um, can you be trusted as a brand? Um, and for new startup businesses, giving off that element of trust can sometimes be a bit, a bit difficult for them. So that sounds very much like uh, if you've got a well-planned journey for somebody, it makes it easier for them. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So if you if you've thought about the process you want your customers to go through, and your website essentially holds their hand down that process, um, I think you're more likely to get uh, a lead or certainly something a bit more tangible than just a visitor on a Google Analytics report. Okay. So that that does kind of also imply you may have to think about it in a very strategic way, where you're going, okay, so if I've got somebody who's just seeking information, how would I know that, and what would that journey be? Yes. And then if somebody's actually looking to buy that day, there's a different journey. That's, yeah. So if you've got someone who's just researching you, a uh, typical example is you could offer them an ebook, you could offer them um, a piece of content, so a fact sheet, um, you could even offer them just a simple blog post. Um, and depending on what mood the person's in, he may want to just read an article. If he likes what he's read, he may then want to say, you know what, no, I'll download an ebook. Okay, I've downloaded the ebook, right now I want to download a fact sheet. Um, and the, the essential goal is you're feeding them information about your your brand, your business, you're giving them your knowledge, your expertise. Yes, for free, but the real sort of nuts and bolts, the bit where you, you exchange the funds, I suppose, that comes from the actual contact. Once they've read enough, they've learned enough, they now trust you, you've got into their mindset, then they're ready to buy. Um, for those that just want to buy the product on e-commerce, for instance, it's straightforward. Click buy, they've checked out. For service businesses, it's a little bit more difficult. Obviously, you want them to read about you and then click the contact form when they're ready so that they send you an email or send you a message. Excellent. And what would you say would be the biggest opportunity that business owners would have from their website that they may be missing? Oh, um, that's, no, that's a tough one. I think um, for business, you're accessing a global market. So one time a day, uh, websites would just simply would business would often advertise in your local paper, the yellow pages or the BT um, phone book. I mean, who remembers those back in the day? Um, if I was surprised when I didn't get my Yale phone book last year, I was like, where's it gone? It's, we don't seem to get them anymore. Um, I, think the, I think the internet and certainly websites have broken down this um, essence of uh, not necessarily local business, but the fact that we can now trade with anyone, anywhere in the world. You, you don't have to be sticking to your local boundaries. You can go um to uh, the other side of the country or the other side of the world depending on where your clientele is um i think for websites it's given us the opportunity to to work with global people um rather than just sticking to our local boundaries all right excellent so we talked a bit about the strategy what about the look the design of it so how important is that these days to make sure that it's not just functional but also looks good yeah, I would say, I mean, I must, my designer would probably communicate this a lot better than I'm going to. Um, design plays an important part in terms of psychology. Um, colours can impact how we feel. Um, the flow can impact what we see first. So um, when you typically look at a website, you will see some of the content at the top of the screen. And then below the fold, the bits you can't see. Now, you need to communicate your first vital important message in that top part so that they can see straight away so that bang, your prospective client or prospective um, customer gets what you're doing, gets what you're about straight away from the word go so that they start to look further or scroll down. Um, you need to ensure that, you know, those, that those pages 
all the advisory information at the top. With the colour, um, if you're using more than three different colours, you're kind of going to be turning off your audience base. Um, so have some spend some time thinking about your colour palette. Um, if you've got a good web design agency, they may even say to you to put together some kind of branding guidelines that will help you um, find complementary colours, complementary styles, complementary fonts that all work around your chosen uh, set of colours. Right, fabulous. So they suddenly listen to this and they're thinking to themselves, this sounds good. I could probably do a responsive website. I need a bit mm -hmm. of strategy behind how I lay it out in the customer journey and yeah. would like to update my design. How would they contact you, Robert? Um, they can contact me by phone. Telephone number is 01803-411-580. They can hop onto our website, which is www.boostdigitalmedia.com, um, or they can email me, info at boostdigitalmedia.com. Um, I normally see all the emails uh, that come through to that in inbox, and I reply to them straight away. Um, just to sort of say our websites are all tailored, so we don't go to things like Theme Forest or an online theme group. We start with a blank canvas, so um, literally a blank piece of paper, your ideas come to us and we sit there going, right, this is what we're going to do for you. Um, create wireframes and then build a fully fledged working website based on the design that you signed off. Excellent. Excellent. So, so thanks for sharing a bit of your journey and your knowledge and the tips that you've shared with us. Really appreciate that. That's right. No problem. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh, it's been a pleasure. And Robert, if you know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs that would benefit from being on the podcast, please do let me know. I will do. In fact, I think I did tag you in one on LinkedIn. I, th I saw her looking for someone to go onto a podcast with, and I thought, well, I've just had an email from, from yourself. I thought, I know, I'll tag him in there, see if it's any good for him. Yes, I remember seeing that. Thank you ever so much for doing that. <laughs> That's all right, no problem at all. <laughs> so this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. Until next time, see you soon. See you later, Robert. See you, take care. Bye now. The Federation of Small Businesses, with practical help for business owners such as employment protection, navigating the complex, time-consuming and cost of employment protection for each of our members. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.
The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as FSB Networking. Thousands upon thousands of our members already benefit from our members networking events. Join us wherever you are in the UK and take advantage of our regular business networking events or our virtual networking. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.